The book of Deuteronomy reads like an ancient suzerain treaty between a king and his subjects. And most of it is a listing of the stipulations of that agreement. In this case, God's commandments. But the God of Israel was not just after perfect obedience. He was after love and allegiance. The God of the Bible is also a just God, and he wanted justice for his children. So he set up a whole judicial system to guide them. What an important lesson for today's generation that the God of the Bible is a just God. So welcome to this week's Shabbat Shalom devotional when I seek to share a little inspiration and bring a little peace to the close of your very busy week. This week's Torah portion comes from Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 18 through 21, verse 9. It's called Shoftim, which means judges. Now let's review a little bit, okay? The book of Deuteronomy is made up of five major speeches of Moses and then an addendum. Now the speeches are made to resemble an ancient suzerain treaty, or at least it's, they've been put together that way. So first there is a preamble or an introduction in the very first chapter of Deuteronomy that these are the words of Moses spoken on the east side of the Jordan River. And then in chapter 1, verse 6, we begin a section called the prologue, which is how the king is faithful. In this case, it's God's perspective of their journey. It was a fulfillment of the promises he had made to their forefathers. It's an interesting perspective on the journey that Israel had been taking. But then by chapter 4, verse 44, we enter the third section, and that's the section of stipulations of the agreement. These are the conditions required by the king, and it begins first by reviewing the Ten Commandments, and then it goes on. There's many, many commandments that are covered here in the book of Deuteronomy. After that, we get into the section of penalties and rewards, or what we would call blessings and curses, and it ends with the succession rights, which we'll get into those two sections later. But this week, we are in the middle of the biggest section of Deuteronomy, which is the listing of God's commandments, the requirements with his, in his covenant with the children of Israel that they would be his people and that he would be their God. So last week we ended with the review of the feast. This week we began talking about the importance of justice. So in chapter 16, verses 18 through 20, let me read. You shall appoint judges and officers in all your gates, which the Lord your God gives you, according to your tribes, and they shall judge the people with just judgment. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality, nor take a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise, and it twists the words of the righteous." You shall follow what is altogether just, that you may live and inherit the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So young people today love to talk about justice. Know that the God of the Bible, the God of Israel, is a just God, and He also desires justice. 
Now, if there is a case that's too hard for the judges to determine, then the people are to go to the priests and the Levites, and it says they will judge and pronounce the sentence. Now, this is the verse that actually is the beginning of the whole idea that the priests and Levites seat, sit in the seat of Moses. This is what later became known as the Sanhedrin. It was a governing body over the people of Israel made up of the priests. And in the New Testament, it was very active and very powerful. And we see this when Jesus even said that the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So Moses' seat was a place of instruction, of giving of the law, and therefore uh, also judging according to the law how the people were living. So here in Deuteronomy, we see that this authority is being expanded beyond Moses to the priests and the Levites. And do you know that by the time of Jesus, not only was the Sanhedrin fully considered a governing body based on this principle, but in every synagogue, they had a stone seat that was called the Seat of Moses. And it was on that seat that the biblical scholar or the biblical teacher that week would sit as he taught the law of Moses. Now, next week, we're going to read about cities of refuge because this judicial system that God was setting up, he recognized that sometimes there was a local bias, and especially in times of innocent blood being spilled. So he said, if this happens, run to one of these cities, which are a city of refuge, and the people there will come together, hear your case, and make an unbiased judgment. Isn't that neat? God thought of all these things. Another thing we read about this week is the requirements of the king of Israel. Now, they were not to be a self-serving tyrant like what you saw in the neighboring countries. This king was to write himself out a copy of the law of Moses, and he was to read it every day. He was to rule the people according to God's law, not according to any selfish ambition or selfish pride, but according to God's gracious, beautiful law. Later, we see that in uh, King David. Unfortunately, many kings over Israel and Judah did not stand up to these requirements. Now, a closing point about the law of God. It's beautiful in that this law is not impossible to obey. It wasn't impossible, but God still knew that they would disobey, that they would fall into sin. And so therefore the law had within it a means of repentance and atonement. It had a judicial system to judge between right and wrong so that there was justice for everyone. God was not after perfection. He was after allegiance and love. And with that, I wish you Shabbat Shalom.